Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your host, as always, Timmy B, and this is the last episode of 2022. I can't believe it. Before we start, I want to thank each and every one of you for following, supporting, watching, and listening to the podcast and telling your friends about us. It really means the world to me. And to all of my guests throughout this year, thank you so much for taking and spending the time with me on this podcast. It has been incredible and an honor to meet all of you. To my beautiful wife, Erin, thank you so much for supporting me. I love you so much. Guys, enjoy this podcast, and I will see you next week in 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fighting Sight Podcast. Let's talk. Hello, everybody. Wow. Today is our year-end show, so uh, we will go around clockwise on my screen to introduce everybody that is here First is Brady Bunch. Brady Hello. Bunch, introduce yourself. I'm uh, Brady Bunch, a.k.a. the non-binary ninja. Uh, just real quick, up to now, I'm part of the celebrity boxing organization. Well, the man in October, I think as of yesterday, they actually have a trans opponent for me to fight. So I'm super nice. excited. But I'm not going to any more time. Uh, and I hope, here's the goal, MMA within a year. Uh, but it's a pleasure to be back. Thank you. Nice, nice. Congrats. When when will the fight be? Do, do you have a general idea? Sounds like March 11th. Oh, exciting. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. And uh, next we have our resident medical expert. Is that what we're allowed to call you, Dr. Jimmy? <laughs> I'm your injury rehab professional. Uh, <laughs> so Demetrius Stavros, a.k.a. Jimmy. I've been buddies with where, where are we going? I've been buddies with this guy for a very, very long time, and it's an absolute pleasure to be back on the show, Timmy. Thank you so much. I, I love these year-end shows, though; these are amazing. So happy to put my two cents in. There you go. Thank you. And he's done lots of studying, as doctors do. Finally, we've got Irfan, yes. my good buddy. The he's best, been here a couple the worst times. Worst for last, well. or the best for last. You know, the, the uh, my best. name is Irfan. I'm a I'm a striking coach. Uh, I I coach a few fighters. I guess most notably Malcolm Gordon, uh, as well as fewer guys on like lower regional shows. Um, and yeah, this is, I think, my third time back on the podcast, right? Third or fourth? I think third so, time. Every time we'd love to have you, Irfan. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, buddy. All right. And uh, so th- today we're doing our year end show. So we've got four categories we're going to hit up. I will show you the official nominee list. And then we'll go around, uh, we'll take turns who can go first and whatever, but uh, make your pick. And if you don't like any of the nominees, feel free to go off the record and just say, hey, look, I hate all your nominees. Here's my nominee. Here's who I want. We will try to come to a consensus because we're even number. Uh, We will go to the fan vote to see who they voted if it's a draw. All right. So our first, and I took lots of time to put these together, so please uh, give me lots of compliments. Our first category, we're going to start with Male Fighter of the Year. Mm. Here we go. All right, so we've got 1FC's Christian Lee. We've got UFC's Alex Pereira. We've got UFC's Alexander Volkanovsky. And we've got UFC's Islam Makashev. We will start with Brady Bunch. Uh, Who do you want to pick for threw, male fighter of the year? You threw a curveball in there because I was thinking of just three earlier. 
<laughs> when you threw out that fourth fourth bulk. Uh, I felt I felt the same too. I, I didn't even realize the 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 pal from the down under is in there too, and that's a yeah. pretty good. That's, yeah, you know, weighed my decision to be honest. <laughs> you know what? Just because of the thought in my head, I was gonna go with Alex. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna go with Bulk because my opinion with Alex, uh, he's beat Izzy before. Yes, it was an awesome performance. Yes, he pulled it off late, right? Uh, and I love it with the whole kickboxing background, right? Yeah. But to tell you the truth, I'm really excited to see what Volk is going to do next year. Uh, and clearly he showed just how much in his last match uh, with Max, right? Just how much more elite he has become compared to someone like Max. So what I will say, I'm going to go, I'm going to vote for Alex. Alex. The other Alex. Alex V. <laughs> Alex Volkanovsky. Yes. Chef extraordinaire gets one um, vote. Dr. Um, Jimmy. All right. Um, Alex is on my list, but also Christian Lee. Uh, he's a Canadian boy as well, so you got to give him the respect for that as a Canadian boy. He's won two belts, uh, lightweight and welterweight, this year. And uh, he's got upcoming fights as well that I'm looking forward to. But... Um, I, my original, so you, you threw in the Christian Lee thing for me. That was a, that was a curveball for me when you and I were chatting earlier, but I got to go with Volkanovsky. He's taken it back three times with Holloway. He's and like Brady Bunch said, he's not only, uh, beaten him three times. He's gotten better every time he's fought in him and, and, and he's fought him. And this is a guy who's, you know, he's going on 35, 36 years old and he's just getting better. He's defended the belt twice this year. And he's got that upcoming, uh, I guess it'll be like a catchweight fight with uh, Makachev. And that's going to be the fight that I'm, one of the fights, I know we're going to talk about this later, but I am so looking forward to that fight. We've got two exceptional MMA fighters that are going to be throwing it down this year. But I got to go with Volkanovski. I think that he's, I mean, we're talking a guy 25-1, and one, two times defending the belt this year, taking it, you know, taking it to Holloway for the third time and just getting better. I got to go with Volkanovski. Irfan, don't let this guy sweet talk you. <laughs> no, I honestly, it's it's so funny. He was for some odd reason he wasn't even on my mind or radar because I I hadn't really looked at too many things this year. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to agree with uh, both of the folks on the panel here. But and the reason for that is I just think we've seen Alex be tested uh, in in many different aspects, like the Ortega fight, um, and then the fact that he's going to a different division. I think. What Pereira was, what Pereira did was amazing, coming and following Izzy. But you know, the blueprint to beat him is pretty straightforward. And I think you can look at probably five, six guys in that division that could probably beat Alex, like if they were to fight. Um, even the way like his fights got set up, like you matched him up against Strickland, who you knew was going to stand in front of him and get not get hit because he's not he doesn't defend. I don't even know who was the guy that he fought before uh, before him, but you know. The other Alex, he's been there for a while, man, and I think the fact that he he takes on any challenges, he's fighting other people, and um, I'm I'm so excited for the Islam fight. Like it's going to be so intriguing to see what happens. Like, is he just is Islam going to, of course, try to push him and get him down? And we know Alex is training, you know, takedowns, and then he always has. But I just think he's been in the top of the game for so long, and I think that's what makes him, you know, the fighter of the year in my books. But but I think the prayer thing is more of a, I think. He wouldn't 
even be considered because of the Cinderella story of like he fought some guy twice or what was it two times or three times before twice. in a different situation. You followed him, and I almost felt like the UFC just lined up his matchups to kind of get him back to make a bigger storyline. So don't take anything away from him, but you know, there's guy, I, I there's guys I can see easily that can beat him in, in that division. Like Whitaker, I think would be a hard challenge, you know, for for him, you know, and yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He's definitely well, opened it up, though. He's definitely opened up the division because now there's yeah. there was so many guys that couldn't beat. Izzy or had no chance against Izzy. Now him as a champion, um, I think it just opens up everything. Yeah, it's exciting now, right? The division. And that's what happens. That's why we need like changes in the in the champions sometimes. After yeah. too long, the division becomes stagnant. That's why I have been petitioning to Dana White and, and Chatri of 1FC to trade Valentina. Get Valentina out of the UFC so that the, so that the so that the flyweight division can like yeah. open up and have some excitement. I want them to trade Valentina because otherwise, the fights are like a little bit boring. See, but you know, I what? would love to see her rematch against Nunes. I would love to see that. Yes. I don't think it's ever going to yes. happen. I, I don't think it's. I don't think Nunes wants that fight. Um, but no need. She's it. already beat her twice. I don't like why. Why risk it? If I'm Nunez, I'm not taking it. Anyways, okay, hold on. Let's focus on this thing. Just so you know, the fans voted for uh, Alex Pereira in droves. I think it was like 80% in favor. Now, I didn't have Volkanovski on the list when I when I put it to the fans. I only had the first three. But uh, Pereira won it by a landslide. Volkanovski was a very highly um, written-in vote from a lot of people. They wrote in Volkanovski. That's why I added him in the list. Every, every uh, category, I'm going to have four people. My vote is, and I really don't even like this person, but I am voting for uh, Christian Lee at 1FC. I think he's the one, he's one of the real shining stars in 1FC that um, they have, that they that they really need to market. If 1FC is going to stay afloat, Christian Lee is one of the guys that can lead that ship. I know everybody loves him over at 1FC. We had a uh, their announcer, Mitch Chilson on our podcast. And he's like, loves Christian Lee says he's a great guy. I think that's a guy that can sell it. Like Dr. Jimmy said, he's Canadian. I've never seen him hold a Canadian flag though, but no, he's, they, they have him up there with like mix. They have like Singapore, Canada. And then sometimes I've seen like Singapore, US. United States. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know how much he touts the Canadian flag, but I'm going to give it to Christian Lee for my vote just because yeah, two division champion. And the reason I didn't go with Volkanovsky is because he beat, the Korean zombie in his first fight, which I feel was like a gimme fight. Like no offense, but that was like kind of too easy of a matchup for him at the time. And I'll tell you, I didn't add anyone on the list for fighter of the year that only had one fight in the year. A lot of people were like nominating people. I'm like, okay, but this guy only fought one person. Like Mm -hmm. how can you give them fighter of the year? Um, So yeah. Okay. Our winner, Alex Volkanovsky with two big wins. And now his third big win being male fighter of the year. Fight Insight podcast. So congratulations. We on something so quick, eh? <laughs> it's getting along. Easy. We'll be flying through this. It'll be like a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> We're almost done. Yeah. Irfan, because you're at the UFC events, I'm going to need you to hand out our um, gifts to them when you see them backstage. Okay, okay? for sure. Yeah, I can, we'll, I can we'll, actually do it. Yeah, we'll chip in money later, but you just upfront okay. all the cash awards. All, all right. right. Female Fighter of the Year. This was an awesome category. I love this one. Let's see our nominees. Congratulations. 
using her But now she's gonna That last one I added in there because people were voting her in. So yeah. for those only on audio, we've got UFC's Zhang Weili. Okay, I think she's winning it across the board on other websites and other pages. We've got UFC's Vanessa Demopoulos, who is a very interesting character, has won three fights this year, jumped into the arms of the commentators three times this year. So created lots of buzz around her. Uh, she's gone off and done announcing at other organizations. Like she's really becoming a personality in the UFC. Uh, we have former guest of the podcast, Jenna Bishop, who is a BJJ world champion, went four and zero in her mixed martial arts career this year, won two times at LFA and has now been signed to Bellator. And she's fighting on February 25th in her first Bellator fight, but she's four and zero a massive personality and a good star there. And then the fourth one, Aaron Blanchfield, who uh, recently destroyed meatball Molly McCann in a fantastic fight. She won two fights this year as well, both finishes and uh, that classic dusting the shoulder. God damn. So badass. Uh, so I like her, Dr. Jimmy, we will start with you. Female fighter of the year. Who All right. Pick? Uh, for me, it was a toss-up between two. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos, she's won three times this year. She that that fight in January that she came back in the uh, first round with that armbar finish when she was knocked down, and she looked like she was you know uh, not doing well, but was able to pull it out, uh, got the win on that. Three wins this year, but also Jenna Bishop, like you said, she's gone four and zero. She's you know she's signed now with Bellator. Um, and I, I love her pedigree. I love her background. She's like a phenomenal BJJ practitioner. She, I think that she's going to be someone to really watch out for in the next few years as well. So uh, between the two of them, I'm going to go with Jenna Bishop. I'm going to say that she's my female fighter of the year. Um, I will throw in a curveball for you, though, even though I've gone with Jenna Bishop. If you know who Smila Sundell is, she yes. fights. Okay. She is my future, uh, like, Muay Thai one championship fighter prospect i think that she is going to be such a phenomenal phenomenal uh talent in the future she's 18 years old man she fought uh buntan who's like the american muay thai fighter yep. and she beat her at 17 17 she's 18 years old i love i love her skill i love the way she fights she's got beautiful technique um i'm i'm saying watch out for her she could have been my number three pick on here but i'm gonna go with jenna bishop she's my fighter female fighter of the year all righty Irfan, who you got um, I think I'm gonna have to go with a Wei Li. I mean, it's it's just so hard sometimes giving you know fighter of the year to someone, even when they're younger and they're just a prospect when they're not a champion. You know what I mean? Or when they, mm -hmm. they don't hold the belt. Uh, I just think uh, she's just been so dominant and and coming back after that head KO that she got. You know, and I just don't see anybody giving her a hard time unless I, I don't know what fights she had uh, lined up. Um, if there's any fights she she's got, but um, and I really like the fact that you included Erin. She's I think she has nickname Cold Blooded for a reason, and I and she's 23, and I think that she you could easily see a future champion in her because she had what two two or three fights last year, and both were finishes. Two fights, both finishes, two fights. Yeah, both finishes. And I don't think I don't think she's lost in the UFC either in her four fights in the UFC. I think she has only one loss in her career. Um, and that was like in her early pro career. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Wei Li on that one. Nice. And I will say that that was the fan vote again by uh, 
very, very slim margin. Uh, Wei Li got the vote on that one. It was like literally uh, like one percent different between her and Jenna Bishop, actually. Wow. So now, to be fair, if the fighter reshared my story, <laughs> their fans came in droves to vote. So yeah. Jenna Bishop got the army together, and uh, it was like a one percent difference at the time when I looked at the thing. Uh, oh, I, Brady Bunch. I kind of have the answer for the other character uh, categories then, because some of yeah. the, one of the <laughs> fighters of the... we shared, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady Bunch, who do you have for female fighter of the year? So you know what? Uh, to be honest, I wish I could have seen more of some of these matches, right? But I did do my research. I'm like 50-50. I love, first of all, seeing Jenna's fans come out. I've reshared on my end, and all these people were busy, like, DMing me and stuff. Forno, very impressive. Can't wait to see what she's going to do in Bellator. But I do think I'm going to go with Whaley. Uh, once again, based on the improvement, I know she went, I think, 0-2 against Rose. Was it... 2021, like just the year before. Yeah. So came back in, you know, part of me thinks Rose just had her number. But part of me is also wondering if they were to meet again now, what would happen? Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me about Whaley, uh, I'm always respect a transformation in physicality, if that makes sense. Uh, and I saw a lot of hate online, like accusing her of like juicing and shit uh, because she, she got built, right? But yeah. in my opinion, clearly naturally built. I think she's putting in the effort with all the trainers. She's probably at the the PI all the time. Uh, and just watching her uh, like perform so well this year, uh, I'm not really a Carla fan. So I really enjoyed watching her take that belt, you know, <laughs> Carla. It's uh, hard to watch Carla sometimes, let's be honest. Yes. How yes, dare you? How dare you? How dare all of you? Yet at the same time, we, I, I shouldn't be hating, right? She's 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 done it. She did it. She did yes. it. The Cinderella story of getting that title back. I mean, Carla would have been the female fighter of the year had she beat Wei Li, hands down. Like I mean, that wasn't happening, right? Yeah. And that's where, <laughs> like for real, I would love to see. I don't know if it's possible, but maybe Wei Li could become a double champ. Uh yeah, who knows? I will also throw out, I know it's the one fight rule, but I'm a little biased. I loved Chelsea Chandler, who was recently on the show. Yeah. And yeah. part of me really hopes she gets some fight news next year. Yes. Uh, but I'd say her win was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to shut up there. Uh, yeah. Wei Li Zhang is going to have it because my vote doesn't count in this case. I've already said what the fans did, but Irfan, I... I, I feel I appreciate you being on the podcast because I like what you just said about saying, hey, you know, should a, should a fighter of the year really be a champ because it means they're fighting at that level and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, my vote, to be fair, was going to be Jenna Bishop. I think Jenna Bishop really put on two great performances. Her striking is looking amazing. And the thing is, I know that not a lot of people are watching LFA, right? So that's the thing. So people may not know her as much, and that's why yeah. – um, People don't know yet, but look, she's fighting in Bellator this February. I'm betting she gets three fights at least this year. I think she's headed for the title quickly in Bellator. I think Bellator is going to want to see her rise up there if she can put the wins together. So uh, my vote is for Jenna Bishop, but 
properly deserved. I believe the award for female fight of the year is going to go to Weili Zhang. She's racking those titles up. I think I saw online she's winning it everywhere as well. So good for her. And her friend, I do I do think she's fighting Shevchenko next. Is she? Wow, that's 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 a great that's a crazy fight. Even that would be a great fight. I think Shevchenko is an animal, but um and I think a part of that regarding the organization is just UFC is just so big. You know, all these organizations I just feel like there's such a big barrier of getting people to watch these events. You have to be like a very big fight fan, but yeah. UFC just has, has the minor majority of ca- casual fans. So all the attention is given to them, but like certain organizations you mentioned, if you tell an ordinary fan, they're like, I don't even know who's, who's fighting there. doesn't mean their skill level is not there. It's just simply they're different organizations. So it's just tough people getting people to vote for fighters of the year outside the UFC. Because yeah. fans don't watch as much as they do. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But that's why on the Fight Insight podcast we have guests from all over the world of combat sports. Right, we try to bring in people from all over. And I will take a second now to say that our guest next week, first episode of the year, is a Canadian from London, Ontario. She just won a title at Rough and Rowdy. She's an influencer, Sarah Ferruja. Sinister Sarah Ferruja. She's going to be on the podcast. She just won an influencer battle and uh, looks like a really cool girl. And um, she trains in London, Ontario out of Enhanced uh, Enhanced Inc., which is where former guest of the podcast Mark Pagcali One Gun is from. He's a former professional Canadian boxer. So he trained her like crazy and she went out and murdered this chick. Yes. it was a crazy fight uh so she's gonna be on the podcast next week so we're excited for that uh all right next category is going to be our finish of the year i didn't do submission of the year and knockout of the year i said okay just a finish of the year what was the most exciting finish and so we've got four nominees and here they are and that's across all i might not i'm not i don't know if i'm not stepping around gross to watch so we've got four of them in Irfan. i think before you were going to say is it across all organizations yeah or I, it was male by atlantic video answered the question male and female and so it was, oh uh, yes male and female and here's the thing yeah the first three that hit our uh books were all female finishes which was super impressive yeah. so the first one for those listening on audio is jessica andrage with the standing arm triangle i think that was the first ever in history uh then we had natalia silva with the spinning back kick to the face that was a beautiful one and she's rookie of the year i mean i know we don't have that category but natalia silva rookie of the year by far she's been super impressive uh third one was meatball molly mccann against carolina that was her first spinning elbow tko i mean she murdered carolina (laughs) that that was disgusting uh and then the last one which was the fan vote right in was uh leon edwards over usman with the head kick knockout in the last minute of their five-round fight which was beautiful of course finish of the year you can go outside yeah was the chandler and uh ferguson that was the year before no i think that was this year but this year wow that's crazy that's crazy but when you talk about Irfan, when you talk about, I know that was an amazing finish, but I feel like that was an unfair matchup. Like I just didn't even like that matchup at all. True, really, true. You know, well, 
I mean, if Chandler didn't win that from spectacular fashion, I think we would all have been like, well, what the hell is going on? So I, guess I don't know. Ferguson, that was too gross. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Irfan, what's we'll just, your pick? If I was to go off the list, I would definitely go Jessica Andraz on that one because we'd never seen a standing head and arm choke. And I think what, what made that one great was Lemosh was uh, on a streak. She was just, she was killing girls like left, right, center. So, um, and I and I think even the sequence she she had her, uh, sorry that was my dog coming in. Uh, there was a, a bit of a sequence there where they were on the fence, and I think she had both underhooks in or one underhook. And sorry guys, and uh, you thought she was gonna go for a takedown, and then she just changed it to standing head and arm. So um, I'm pretty sure Lam Lamos will try to get that one back, but uh, I mean, but it's such a hard category, like you know, Leon Edwards over Usman, you know. So, but I'll go with Lamos. Or the, uh, uh, Jessica beautiful, beautiful pick, my friend. I'm glad that you picked it because I put that one there wondering if anybody would be excited for that, but I'm glad you were. So thank you for picking that one. Uh, Brady Bunch, you're next. I think I just got sold by the feedback I heard. I'm going to vote the same way. I think Edwards, like what I loved about that kick. So that would be my runner up. Uh, just the number of haters online, like acting like it was a lucky kick, right? Yeah. He won the belt. He trained that kick. He he pulled it off when he had to, so impressively. And you know who knows what will happen in when they run it back, right? But I'm hoping stealing some luck is on his side, right? Uh, but to go back, considering like making history, pulling off a win. You mentioned the the hot streak against the opponent, right? I wasn't even thinking about that, but that makes it even more impressive. Uh, so yeah. Thank you for selling me up. Damn. Yeah. Well, even before the fight, I was just like, I thought Lamos was going to light her up. I was like, this is going to be, she's so fast too. And uh, just, yep. she did what she did. Andraj is a beast. All right. That's two votes for Andraj. Uh, Dr. Jimmy, what do you got? Uh, okay. It was a toss up for me. It sounds like everybody's on the same page. Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman, just because <clears throat> I'm not saying that this is my pick, but the fact that it was just such a beautiful, beautiful strike. And I'm, I'm like biased towards the striking. That's my that's my thing. And it was so beautifully done. And we're talking, you know, Kamaru Usman, who's so dominant in the division. But people forget that Leon Edwards is also he's 20 and 3. And Kamaru yeah. Usman's 20 and 2. They're so evenly matched. Um, but the standing arm triangle was ridiculous. <laughs> that was what a beautiful display of technique and sheer power to be able to pull that off. Um, so I think I'm going to go with the crowd here, and I'm going to go with the uh, the standing arm triangle by Andrade. I think that was just it was so it was so beautifully executed, and uh, you got to give so much credit to the fact that she was able to pull that off. I, I that's my vote. That is crazy. I don't even think that this finish is on other people's lists. Yeah, for finish of the year. So I'm glad that this is going to be the winner because already now the three of you have voted that one in as the winner. So that is the winner. Uh, fan vote. Jessica Andraj, thank you so much. Reshared the story. Her fans came in like crazy. I needed to translate all the comments from Brazilian, <laughs> which I could not understand. But uh, they voted in droves for Andraj, and so she wins that. My pick of the year, man, I do like that Natalia Silva, Silva back kick. That was like really crazy. Like it was just beautifully placed. And she's, like I said, she's my rookie of the year. So I think she's been putting the UFC on notice. I think she's putting the division on notice. Um, but that meatball molly, that spinning elbow that she had obviously set up in time, did it perfectly, and it yeah. flatlined her opponent. I mean, that I mean, 
in terms of like a beautiful looking finish with that ending, uh, I think Meatball Molly gets my vote for that one. But our winner, Jessica Andraj for finish of the year. That's crazy. That's a beautiful, beautiful finish. Yeah. So that's good for her. Um, all right. We move on to our last category, which is fight of the year. This I one was crazy. Wait, I'm going to wait. I, I, I was going to actually talk about a finish, but it might be in the fight of the year. So we'll just wait for that. Mm. All right. Let's see. Fight of the year candidates. Here we go. All right, so we've got four big fights of the year. Landwer versus Onama. That was on the uh, Cheeto and Cruz. That was the co-main event. That fight, insanity. I feel like nobody's watched that fight, too. Uh, second fight is Jiri versus Glover. Father and son, gone wrong. <laughs> we've got Dustin versus Chandler. Uh, that was the finish by uh, Poirier. And then the other one was... Uh, my favorite, I'm going to vote first. I'm going to say, no, I don't even know. But Yanez versus Tony Kelly. That mm. fight, did you? Did all three of you watch Watched that fight yeah, that when that insane. happened? The crowd, insane. In yeah. I, They were Texas or whatever. Kelly comes out flipping the bird to the crowd as they I boo him that. for the like borderline racist comments he made. <laughs> He comes out flipping the crowd, the bird everywhere. Yanez is going crazy. That crowd was insane for that fight. That wasn't even a co-main. That was just like somewhere at the beginning of the card. And that was the loudest the crowd got that whole card. It was insane. The finish was crazy. The ref like goes to stop it and then just lets Yanez hit him a few more times. Like it was crazy that fight. Um, and then the Onama versus uh, Landwer fight. Holy cow. If you have not watched that fight, I watched it back again to remind myself of how crazy it was for, you know, to in prep for this, that fight is so insane. The fact that Nate Landwer gets up, he's in full mount, I think at one time, and he just gets up exactly. and then cheers the crowd on to say, let's just keep fighting at the end. Onama gets back at him, almost knocks out Nate and then almost knocks out the ref. Like it was a crazy, was crazy. crazy fight that, I mean, if you have not seen that fight, you're missing probably one of the best fights I think um, of all time in the UFC and, and between at that time, two guys that were very unknown who were oddly placed as the co-main because some other fights fell out. Yeah. And it became, I think for me, one of my favorite fights of all time. Uh, yeah. I think I just sold myself. I'm going to vote for that one as my favorite <laughs> um, because of the back and forth and because of how crazy that fight was. So I'm going to go with uh, Landwer and Onama Brady Bunch your pick fight of the year, the most important award of all time for these guys. Uh, throwing these extras and part of me was looking <laughs> for some feedback to, well, I, I did love Poirier and Chandler. I mm. love, I love watching Jerry and Glover. It was, I'm going to go with that one because the excitement in that fight and the way it ended uh, it was just, I thought it was pretty awesome. Like, uh, they brought it, right? It could have, it could have gone, it could have gone easily, right? To Sarah, right? But in the end, that's what makes this sport awesome. Uh, and it's a shame 
because I would have loved to see them fight in the near future. But I'm going to go with that one, I think. All right. Father-son retreat. Dr. Jimmy, who do you got? Um, before I give you my pick, I'm going to throw in one that has not been on your list, and I want everybody to watch this fight if you have not seen this fight. Watch Liam Harrison versus Muay Thai PK Senchai. It is the most ridiculous first round fight you will ever see. It's one round, five knockdowns. It is the most insane Muay Thai fight that you'll see in one championship. And it is such a beautiful thing to watch. So watch that fight. That is my, my runner up. Um, the Wait, can, you, not- can, you, can you say who it is again? For all no, people? It's- because first of all, people don't know what 1FC is, but 1FC is an organization out in <laughs> That's Asia. Right. Secondly, the fighters amazing fighters out there. So Liam Harrison, he's a British Muay Thai fighter who is he's like you know he's been around for a long time. He's a phenomenal fighter, legend, legend against uh, Muang Thai. So M U A N G T H A I P K Senchai. So he's coming out of Senchai's gym. Phenomenal, phenomenal fight, and it's it goes one round and there's five knockdowns. That's all I got to say. You just got to watch this fight. Um, so I do like the, the land where Onama fight. I thought that one was ridiculous. Like, like you said, you just see him like come getting up and like bringing the crowd into it. And it was just back and forth. Ridiculous. Um, and my other, my other option there would be the Tejera, uh, Prochazka fight because that was just bonkers five rounds. And if you watch the fight and then you also look at the scorecard, uh, the scorecard Tejera was winning. He had two of the judges beating, uh, winning for like voting for him down the rounds. He was up. Up on the rounds over Prajaska. But in the end, Jiri ends up taking him out with a rear naked choke. This is a second degree Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt that he takes out with a rear naked choke. I, that's got to be my pick, though, because the fight was, it went all five rounds. It was nothing but excitement. You watch two very contrasting styles. Um, and in the end, you have Jiri ending up winning the fight. And I, I feel terrible for him and his shoulder injury, but. I think he's going to come back and he's going to end up becoming another. Like They need to run this one back. There needs to be a Tejera Jiri. I don't care if there's a belt involved or not. They need to run this one back. But that is going to be my fight. Dang. I can't believe this fight gets so much love. Like this was, I had to pick a fourth fight to put on the list. And I'll tell you, the fans were writing in votes for me. And a lot of them wanted Holland versus Thompson, which I wasn't. Okay, fine. That was a good fight. But like hey, that. Wonder Boy, how about you finish that fight against a one-armed guy? Like, and you're you're a striking master. Like, I feel like he should have been able to pick shots and finish that fight. So I didn't like that. I I, I don't I didn't see that as a fight of the year. Uh, Burns versus Chimaev, that was a huge one. Got a ton of votes. I did like that one. I thought that was a good one. But the Glover, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see that as fight of the year, but people wanted it. Don't don't forget though, Wonder Boy came out had one broken hand too during that fight. So in a way, it was wait, just, did he? Yes, it came out afterwards. I think literally the same three carpals or whatever. Does Holland know that? Now Holland will say he had two broken hands. This, this, <laughs> he's, he's not going to let that go. Uh, Irfan, what do you got, my friend? Fight of the year. Um, fight of the year for me, which I also think it might be the fin- should have been included in the finish is Sumadarji versus uh, Matt Schnell. and I think nice. Uh, I think that was a really great fight because uh, Sue had dropped Matt, I think, five or six times in a span of two rounds. Because yep. uh, he's got, I don't, know, I don't know how he fights at one twenty-five, Sue, because he's a giant. I don't know how he makes <laughs> that weight, anyways, to begin with. Um, but yeah, and then Matt came back with the choke that slapped him too, and like it's, it's just such a like a movie scene where he gets up and Sue is passed out, just covered in blood, like out cold. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't. I have to go rewatch the fight, but I think he dropped him five to six times, and he looked like he was to the point where every time he touched him, he was falling. Uh, yeah. yeah, and nobody saw a comeback coming back from that. So that, that's way, my fight of the year for me. That should have been the list. That was by far. I love watching that ending. And yeah, and I think yeah. he. I think uh, Matt posted that. Uh, have you seen that meme where it's like call an ambulance, and then the guy just turns around, and is like not for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, fight. yeah. That video. <laughs> And it was so true to the fight because he, like, he, at one point I was like, man, they got to try to throw the towel or, like, call on the stool because, like, he just keeps getting dropped every five yeah. <laughs> every five seconds. He keeps getting dro- dropped. But um, And then the finish, and not only the finish where he tapped, he just slept him. So that was kind of cool too, right, to see that. And yeah, I, yeah. I think, too, if I'm not mistaken, that specific move, he's done. He's tied for the most wins using it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you may be right, yeah. Hmm. Well, I will say that one did get some love as well, Irfan. I didn't put it on the list. I mean, we only have so much room, but uh, that's a pretty good one. Brady, Bunch, think- do you want to change your vote? And I will change mine as well. And we will give it to Matt Schnell versus Sumadarji. Yeah. And I think the Glover Teixeira rematch, I think it's just going to be completely different because I think um, – it was just bad strategy from um, what's his name side. Actually, I'm trying a blank here. Glover or Jerry? It's Jerry. I, I think. I think if they rematch that fight, I think Jerry's gonna. He just fought terrible. I think, and I think that's what kept the fight going. To be honest, if, if from my point of view, um, and then the problem with Shara is like, how many of these battles does he have left? Like, how much damage got left after that fight? Right. So he's 65. Um, again, I'm not gonna discredit the man. He's incredible. <laughs> like. That's not what I'm saying. I hey, just Timmy, like- no disrespect. He's only a month older than me, okay? All right? So I love that. I love that. He's still going. Gives me yeah, hope. That's crazy. But you, it's just it's so unheard of what he's doing, you know? And I think he's- that's just – that's amazing in itself, let alone fighting and being a champion and almost winning it again, defending it. So – yeah, he's he's insane, and I think I give him a good chance against Jamal Hill too. Like he could be yeah. a two-time champion in in a couple months. So, uh, all right. Well, we need to pick a winner. Uh, Brady Bunch, are you going to change your vote? Or are you sticking with Glover and Jerry? I'm sticking for one reason. If we, I think rather than fight, it should have been finish. Uh, the the Schnell. Yes. Fair enough. That's where Alrighty. I need that win. All right. I, I agree that uh, Jerry. Was not fighting his best. In fact, he said that himself about his performance. Uh, but I still, it was awesome to watch. Because that was his first. That was his first title fight, right? Yeah, Jerry's. Yeah. yeah. yeah as much so, as he likes to lock himself in a room for four days and do this meditation things, like <laughs> I just feel like fighting for a belt for your first time. And what was it? Was in front of a crowd, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think so. God, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apex. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then that is our winner, Tashira versus Jiri for fight of the year. Just so you know, the fans voted by a massive landslide, 70% in favor of Dustin versus Chandler. I think people wow. on the internet love, love, love that fight. Um, so that was their fight of the year. But we are going with our award is going to go to Jiri versus Glover fight of the year. That's crazy. And that just happened, too. So you had to wait right till the end of the year to get the best fight of the year. Um, I will say let's go to what we expect next year. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask each of you for a prediction for next year. And what are we uh, predicting? 
predicting whatever you want. What's going to happen in the world of combat sports? What's going to happen in UFC? doesn't matter. Just any prediction that you have, I will start with mine. I am predicting that the BMF title will be defended. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that with what Masvidal is going through, with the losses, with, you know, he doesn't really have a shot at any of the things he wants. I think he's got to put that title up for defense to give him some drama and for the UFC to capitalize on Masvidal. I think they've, they've got to make him defend the title. I don't know who it will be against, but I think he has to defend it. I think he has to do something with that title, and I would love to see it because right now it just seems so weird that it was a one-belt, one-time thing and nothing ever. And I just saw that you can now buy replicas of the BMF title from the UFC store. And I'm like, well, if you buy the title, it's got the exact same value as the title that Masvidal yeah. has because it, it's like almost meaningless unless you defend this thing. So my prediction for 2023 is that the BMF title will be defended. Who wants to go with their prediction? Dr. Jamie. Um, all right. All right. Oh, no. Irfan, go ahead. Go ahead. I think mine's, I think, I think I have like two predictions. I think we're going to see a lot of new champions in, in divisions because a lot of the divisions, is, it's it's very tight. Like, you know, one to five, it's, it's very close. Um, you know, just looking at divisions like uh, flyweight is all over the place. Like one to 20, everybody can beat each other. Bantamweight, uh, Cheeto just got a fight against Sanhagen, so the, he'll pop, whoever wins that will probably get. And I feel like Cheeto m- may be the champion by the end of the year. I would love to see yeah. that. Um, and then I think Connor will make a comeback. I think he'll have a comeback fight in the UFC. What? That's yeah, your prediction? I, I, I just feel hundred percent. I think so. I just feel like uh, he's off the USADA pole, so he's getting jacked, drinking Costa's secret, you know, juice. <laughs> and, uh, um, I think we'll see a Connor comeback for sure. That's crazy. That's a crazy prediction. Could you imagine if our two predictions merge into one Irfan and they fight and for the BMF the title? See, and I, I, I was thinking that while you were saying it, right? Because hasn't Masvidal called him out a few times too? Yeah, they of had course. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, and I think that's a good fight for both of them because there's no none of them are going to try to wrestle each other, right? So exactly, uh, it's just going to turn into a striking or even a boxing match. So that would be insane to see. Con- yeah, Connor versus Masvidal for the BMF title. Wow, that's yeah, yeah. that would be a good that one. Be a great fight. All right, Brady Bunch, what is your prediction for 2023? I'm gonna make a a couple if that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, one is that I believe Patty Pimblet is gonna continue to be exposed and lose <laughs> lots of fans. Uh, that's my opinion. All right. All right. Uh, and this is a little biased, but uh, I know you know this, but I'm from Long Island. Uh, there's a lot of UFC fighters training out here. And I'm going to make a prediction that Steamroller for Vola continues to make some noise. And I'm hoping works his way up the ranks. And I would love to see him knock out Patty, actually. Uh, but yes, I'm going to I'm going to make predictions that Steamroller Frivola is going to have some big fights and he's going to become a top contender in the future. As nice. random as that may sound. No, it's good. Some hometown love. So yeah. that's good for Frivola and Dr. Jimmy 
prediction for 2023. Uh, all right. Well, I got three upcoming fights that I want to throw my predictions at, but I also got a couple of things I'm looking forward to. So the first one is the Makachev Volkanovsky fight because that's just going to be insane. Like the, the the talent level there is so you know out of this universe. Uh, I think it's going to be an incredible fight. Um, I it's going to be really tough for me to tell you who I think is going to win this because you've got a size advantage, technically a size advantage with Makachev, but Volkanovski is just such a pit bull. Um, I think his, his skill on the ground, like he's a phenomenal striker, but I think his skill on the ground um, might be at the level necessary to defend against uh, one of the best in the world with Makachev. Like those Dagestani fighters are just on another level. Those guys are so, so strong physically and they fight so incredibly well. So I'm, I kind of want I want to go with Volkanovski on this just because I think he's got the experience and I think he's going to win uh, in that one. Uh, Tejera Hill, that one coming up as well. That's on January the 21st. Um, I like Tejera for this one, but Hill has been on a three-fight knockout in TKO streak, which is insane. Uh, he is a number seven in his division, but I think that that's going to be an awesome fight. Yeah. Uh, I like Tejera for that, but also going to 1FC – uh, the third fight between uh, Johnson and Moreas, I think that that's going to be another excellent fight. If you watch the last one, Johnson just ruined him up against the cage with this flying knee, which was completely incredible to watch. But I think that third fight is going to be another one uh, to, to keep an eye on for. And I think Johnson's going to win that. I like, I really like Demetrius Johnson. I think he's such a great fighter. Um, he was phenomenal in the UFC, and he's still phenomenal in 1FC. Um, one more fight. One more fight I'm looking forward to. Imovov Gastelum. I love Kevin Gastelum just because the guy's got like a cement head. He is such a phenomenal fighter to watch because he has the biggest heart. And I want to see him make a comeback. I think he's ranked like 13th or 14th right now in his division. But I want to see him come back and make another run for it. Um, but that's a fight I'm looking forward to just to see Kevin, Kevin Gastelum throw, throw the gloves again. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Where has Kevin Gastelum been? I don't even think that he was injured per se. Like I never really heard too much. That division is just so deep, man. That division is so deep. But he hasn't even Mm -hmm. fought, right? Like he hasn't fought in so long. Which is his last fight against? His last fight was in August of 2021. Uh, He lost to Jared Cannonier. He's only won one of his last six. So he lost to Jared. Lost to Robert. Right, like. He's been on a tough streak. Man, he is the coolest dude. I met him in person down at King's MMA uh, in California. The greatest guy. He treated my wife and I so well, uh, talking to us, taking photos with us, and being so so friendly. Great dude, and I, and I wish him all the best. I hope that he starts to make a comeback too. Yeah, that would be a good one, Jimmy. I wonder yeah. if uh, Daryush will ever get a title shot. Finel, you know? That's going to be, that's gonna be yep. interesting because that guy's been in that division forever, right? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Benil, Benil should, man. Brady. Yeah, I think he deserves it. It's, just, it's And I think that the Islam-Volk fight is interesting because uh, uh, Volk strikes in a way which is hard to take down, right? He doesn't strike recklessly. So it's just going to be interesting to see what Islam, how Islam is going to try to get him down because Volk is very like point system. Kick, move to the left, punch, move to the right. Like he's yeah. never standing in front of you. So that's going to be very unique to see. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys think about two things. Will John Jones come back next year? Will that be a thing? And do you think Aljo will keep his belt? I don't see Aljo keeping it the whole year. If he does fight a couple times, I think he can take out Cejudo. I think that's, I I mean, I I was going to ask, 
I was just about to ask about that. What's the update on uh, like Shahudo's? Like, what's happening there? Is he is he official? Is he coming back? Is there a fight lined up? Because I know it's tease, useful. Yeah. He's a tease. Okay, so because there was talk about him coming back at the end of this year, right? And the end of the year is here. So is it is it lined up? Is he? What's well, you happening? Can't be, you can't be booking. Here's the thing. The reason why I think he has to be fighting is because you can't be. I mean. The Cheeto Sandhagen is obviously almost like a number one contender spot, but it screws over Sean O'Malley. So, I mean, I was I thought it was weird that they did Cheeto versus uh, Sandhagen because I thought it should have been Cheeto versus Sean O'Malley, and then yeah. Aljo versus uh, Cejudo, and then the win you know the winner fights those two with with it being uh, oh my goodness Sandhagen and Cheeto. I feel like maybe Triple C is not going to fight and it is going to be Sean versus Aljo, which I love that fight. I think that's a cool fight and I would love to see that. Um, but I don't think Aljo keeps it the whole year. I think he's got a, a, a murderer's row to go through and it might be tough. Right. Yeah. What are do you going to Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who we're going to. And then I was even thinking about uh, if he's going to move out of the way for his buddy Merhab or to step into that. He's been talking about that, but I think that's just all talk. I'm curious what's going to happen with um, um, uh, the flyweight, the fifth or the seventh or the tenth matchup between the uh, Figueroa and uh, um, yeah, what's it called? Um, it? Moreno and Figueroa. Moreno, yeah. yeah. But Albazi is going through like he's just running through everybody. So I feel like Albazi might be next in that in that in that division for a title fight. Um, you still got Pantoja in there. You've got a like, know. you know. Malcolm Gordon. I know. We got a big it, fight March, run. March 18. Yeah, like like there's the flyweight division is exciting. If I see I one think more Moreno cut it Figgy a, fight. While back. Can you remember the days when they were they cut it for a bit and then it came back? But yeah. guess why? Guess why the division got exciting, Irfan? Because we traded away Demetrius Johnson. This is what I'm saying. This is why the women need to get rid of Valentina. And then, and then we would start to get more excited over all the other contenders. I feel like that's a thing. But don't forget, Valentina in her last fight <laughs> had a bit of a struggle with someone that no one was expecting, right? So we might see her go down soon, for all you know. Maybe we'll see. I mean, a big fight is going to be Jessica Andras. She's fighting Lucky Lauren Murphy, I think, in yeah. February, January, February. That's a big number one contender fight. I mean, Jessica Andras versus Valentina, that's a good fight, too. But uh, yeah, I wonder if Calvert right. comes back to Canada. What's that? We haven't, had an, event. I, we haven't have, had an event in Canada for a while either. I know they well, were. We're, they were we're still locked down. April. Pardon? We're still locked down here in Canada. I mean, like, well, depending on where you go. Apparently, it was April. There was rumor of coming to Toronto, but then that I guess didn't fall. Didn't come through. So. But, yeah, we'll see. I think I bet you. And then guess what? With Ontario banning betting on the UFC. I bet you that's a big killer. That uh, they just suspended US- Molina too. I didn't know that. I just saw that Jeff, the other day. Jeff Molina has been suspended. So for those that have been following this podcast, we've been talking about the the betting drama for for ever since it began. Irfan, we've been covering it here on the podcast. Uh, we had Max Payne Griffin on. He was talking about the controversies and stuff. Jeff Molina, who trains at Glory MMA under John Cra- uh, uh, John Cross, James Cross. Uh, just got suspended and he's no longer part of, well, not no longer part of USC, but he's suspended. Uh, update for the podcast. I did reach out to another Glory MMA fighter who we have had on the podcast. And uh, I am in talks with her to come on the podcast in a few weeks. 
to talk about not James Krause, but to talk about what she as a fighter at Glory MMA, what is she going through? Because what happens to you, right? Like Irfan, if you're training at a gym that the UFC has now said, anybody training here can't go in the UFC, what the hell do you yeah. do? Right. Yeah. So it just depends, I guess, where you're at and how limited you are with other gyms and stuff like that. I'm just the the James Cross story to me is just, is so fascinating because I just feel like there had to be a couple of whistleblowers that that gave ins- insider information, even though James Cross was out himself saying he's doing betting and stuff like that. Um, but it, I just feel like because a month no, before but, that, bet, but betting betting is way different than than setting up fights and telling people to take falls and hundred percent training. But what was that? The 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 female fighter that came out like three weeks prior to that, disclosing that James barely held pads for her for her title shot. That was and, that was Megan Anderson. Yeah, and then three weeks later, all this broke out. So I just feel like it, then, it was like the perfect storm of like everybody just you know. Then there was the Laura Sanko drama, saying that she was sleeping with him and that she was sleeping with him, and there's like all the drama everywhere. But anyways. Trying to stay positive, we're going to have a fighter from Glory MMA who's at least going to talk about like what that means as a fighter when you're there. Because we want to, sure. you know, we always want to give both sides to the stories and try and like, stay positive as best as we can because we hope that it doesn't impact too many people. But man, that the suspending of Jeff Molina does not look good. It, I mean, if they're taking steps like that, things are not looking good. Um, all right, end of the year. I want to say thank you to everybody for joining the podcast, for watching, um, for doing everything and being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys um, for coming on and for sticking with us. Before we go, last words. I'll give all of you a last word uh, before I say mine. So, Brady Bunch, what do you got to say? To tell you the truth, I'm just excited. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, I think about what to be thankful for at the end of the year. I'm very grateful that I crossed paths with Timmy B and I've been able to meet some legends and have awesome talks with people like y'all. Um, so I'm hoping to pop in whenever I can in the future. And I know that uh, the fight game's only going to get bigger and better. Uh, and yeah, that's it. So thank y'all. All see right. you next year. Thank you. And see you next year. Dr. Jimmy. Uh, oh boy. Uh, well, thank you very much again for having me on. I mean, this is phenomenal. I love doing this stuff and I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to watch the progression and the growth of your podcast because from the very beginning, you know, I said that you got something special going on here. I love what you're doing. And, um, I think that you're, you're, you know, you're doing something wonderful for the community. And I think that and you've, you've got a phenomenal host. Uh, co-host that's fantastic and you've got amazing guests well sorry this way amazing guests right so Timmy thank you so much for having me on I'm very grateful for the opportunity to sit here and and give you my two cents and I look forward to seeing you guys again um, in the new year thank you Dr. Jimmy and Irfan try and beat that my friend don't don't let the ego get to your head don't let it get to your head and turn into Ariel (laughs) Hawaii here and start hey, hey. fighting guys on your podcast, eh? I'm, pay- I'm paying you all for this interview, by the way. <laughs> Did you see the Dylan Dennis one? Apparently it was the oh, most my. Viewed, viewed podcast in his show. One of the top highest views. That was funny. Can, uh, I, anyways, can I say? Um, I, did, I did sit through that whole thing. It was, I it thought- was, it was cringeworthy because it was like two kids arguing with each other. Like, shake my hand. Why don't you shake my hand? I don't want to shake your hand. It's <laughs> weird, man. Um, I think going into the new year, uh, I think uh, MMA is certainly, you know, 
form while growing in Canada, but I just feel like for Canadians to take the next step, there has to be a lot more support, uh, financial support. And I think that just goes across Canadian sports in general. Uh, you know, we hear stories of Olympic athletes that compete and, you know, they have to have a full-time job. But when you go to the States, it's just a different level. Like even in Abu Dhabi, when we were there for the fights, all these countries, all the fighters they had, you can just tell like fans were in drones providing financial support, you know, sheiks and princes giving money. And in Canada, we couldn't even get like UFC Canada to come and do a video on us. Right. So I feel like for the sport to go to the next level for, for, for a lot of fighters is, there has to be financial support. That's why for a country so big, we don't really have that many fighters fighting at the highest level. We have a couple if you really look at it, but for this country, the size, we're falling behind the States when it comes to our athletes. Um, and I think gyms should work with each other. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of things like don't go train with this guy, don't train here. But in reality, like our competition is in Canada. It's worldwide. Um, so, but besides that, I'm very happy to be on your podcast. And just like the doctor said, it's great to see your podcast grow this much. Cause I think I was maybe 13th episode or 14th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you were started. in there, yeah. Um, so, and you've looked like you've spent a lot of time on Etsy buying yourself, you know, a lot of desks <laughs> and, and memorial stuff back there. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. you know, but, <laughs> thank Damn you so you her, man. Uh, no, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. You know, I just came, I just came, I got, I got into a fight with someone online. I'll just end it with this. I got into a fight with someone online because I hate when people like call out the organizations and stuff for being problems, right? Like it's a very common thing for people to go, Oh, UFC needs to do this and blah, blah. Right. Like a lot of people bad mouth the organizations and things like that. And I think on this podcast, if you follow the podcast, you'll see we try to get like stories from all over. We've had referees, we've had judges, we've had, you know, like we're having the person from Glory MMA come to come to defend, right? We're not, you know, this podcast is definitely not negative per se. Like we have our opinions and we have our thoughts. And of course, we have our own personal biases and things like that. But we try to give like a balanced opinion on things. And uh, this one person that I called out on something, they're like, oh, you're notorious for wanting people to get fired and for and for like blaming people and blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, I don't think you watch my podcast ever because that's definitely not what we do here. Uh, that said, the minute that person said that, my my latest podcast got a lot of views. So I think, you know, it, that's that clickbait crap, right? People yeah. think that that's and that's what gets views. But I, I've stopped following a bunch of accounts and stuff because the more like negative stuff and things like that, like I can't take it anymore. And then I got to refrain from like commenting back on those things. But, uh, you know, I like I don't blame, you know, like I want to try and give fair, balanced opinion on different things and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know how long this podcast is going to go and what we're going to do with it. But I really appreciate all you guys uh, coming and helping out. Brady Bunch has been amazing being a guest host, guest co-host now for like five or six episodes. And the street keeps going. It's been good. And uh, we'll see what happens, you know, in the future. I do have my first ever UFC champion that has said they're going to come on the podcast. Former champion. Mm. But uh, we've never had a former champion before. So uh, former champion is going to be coming on the podcast. We've got some good people coming up. We've got some coaches coming up. Uh, fighters, coaches, like I said, the influencers. And uh, who knows? Big things coming up. I do hope, my big hope, Irfan, for this year for me is that I'm going to parlay this into commentating slash interviewing for some local MMA organizations across Canada. That would be amazing. That's my big hope. That's my big hope. Thank you. But guys, I appreciate it. We are perfectly at the hour for this podcast. So as always, follow and subscribe to uh, Fight Insight Podcast. 
I appreciate all of you so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful New Year's. Be safe. I appreciate you guys like crazy. Happy holidays, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.